Do you seem to hit the same blockers over and over? Are there certain problems that just seem to defy solution? Why is that? And what can you do about it? That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hello, team. Welcome back. How y'all doing? It's great to see you. Thank you again for being part of this unique tribe. Thank you for being listeners. Thanks for being part of this journey with me for the past three years. Today, I want to talk about the blockers that keep popping up for you. But first, as always, let's take a moment to remember why we're here. To create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works. Relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There are so many resources out there about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a truly unique and powerful force in this industry. And remember, if this podcast helps you, tell your friends. All right, so what are the blockers that keep coming up for you? If you have the same blocker that keeps showing up in a stand-up, or keep showing up in a retrospective, or even in your own personal daily reflections, it's a sign that something isn't quite right. In its simplest form, a blocker is whatever stands in your way of keeping your promises or getting your outcomes. Now here's one thing I see a lot. Blockers should not be petty quibbles or mere dissatisfactions. They should be material things that stand in the way of your success. As a result, I encourage you to really think about your blockers. You need to make sure that you're not complaining just for the sake of complaining or blaming for the sake of blaming. And you have to make sure you're not getting too specific about solutions when you create blockers too. A blocker is a question begging to be answered, not the answer itself. I mean, think about it. If you say that a blocker is that you don't have a meaningful way of tracking all your customer contacts, that's a problem waiting to be solved. And you can solve it tomorrow with Excel or a pen and paper. But if you call out your blocker as saying, we really need Salesforce and we don't have it, so we can't track customer contacts, you've already presupposed the solution. And there's nothing you can do to get that solution tomorrow. So that problem becomes unsolvable because you're only looking at it one way. So it shouldn't be surprising that that kind of blocker shows up tomorrow and the day after and the day after that. Be careful when you identify blockers that you're not boxing yourself in to a certain way of solving it. But if you've done a good job of identifying blockers as real problems with no solution yet, Now you can start looking for patterns. You're looking for patterns of blockers that reemerge without solution, without action, and without change over multiple reviews. I'd go so far as to say that if a blocker has been in your daily stand-up for more than two days, or if it's been in your retrospective for more than two cycles, then something else is wrong. 
it's a symptom of a problem that you don't actually want to solve. And you might say, wait a second, that's not true. I want to solve every blocker. But do you? Because think about the things that you really want to do in life. You really want to eat some potato chips? It gets done. You really want to crash on the couch and watch Netflix? You get after it. It's the problems that you don't want to tackle that tend to be perennial problems. You want to drop those last five pounds? You want to learn Spanish? We've been saying that for a long time and it's not getting done. So you know that if things are important to you, you can take action and get the result. But if you have a blocker that's not getting resolved, where there's no action, there's no change in the result, guess what? The difference is will. The difference is priority. Now, there's all kinds of reasons why a blocker may be lower priority, even though you say or think that it's a high priority. It could be that the problem is too hard to solve. So getting into the solution is messy or uncertain or represents a risk of failure that you're not willing to handle right now. The path to solving it may actively scare you. The solution could be extremely complex or not interesting to you. Or sometimes there's comfort in not solving the blocker at all. Sometimes that persistent blocker allows us to continue to blame other people. Sometimes not solving that blocker allows us to live comfortably in that poor me or victim space. If you were to take a good look at your list of persistent personal or professional blockers today, do any of those things ring true? I suspect the most common ones are that it's not easy, it's uncomfortable slash scary. And that's why we don't move on it. Now, the opposite is when something doesn't get attention because it's actually not important. We register it, we raise it, because we think we should, or because it was easy to write down in the moment. But at the end of the day, it's not a problem worth solving. Too much effort for too little return. Well, that's easy to fix. Just strike it. Just agree as a team that this isn't something that you want to look at right now. But if you eliminate those things, either the blockers that are high priority and yet nothing gets done because it's scary or complex or there's comfort in not solving it, or the blockers that are actually not that important so they don't really get any attention, and justly so, then all that's left are blockers that don't get solved because the way we go about solving them isn't working. Here's some examples of why those blockers can persist much longer than they should. Number one, you have a culture of doing ing things, not done things. This means that you're willing to take action, but the way you take action also avoids discomfort and lets you dwell in the space of doing things, but not completing them. Planning, talking, thinking, meeting, Anything that ends in ing is time spent without a completed objective. The principle that you want to refocus your team on is that whenever we commit to work, we should commit to some result, to some finished thing. How's the training doc coming? I'm working on it. That's an ing thing. 
How's the training doc coming? Yesterday, I finished chapter one. Today, I will finish the module on changing your password. Boom. Done things. A simple shift in how you structure work, progress, and its status can make all of the difference. So if you have a blocker that's sitting there, it could be because you've identified a path towards resolution, but you're not treating it with the same MVP customer focus, the same iterative approach to consistently delivering small increments of value that you would to your product overall. Here's another reason why blockers don't sometimes close. If they are big, persistent, and complex, you raise them, you know that they're problems, they're high priority to fix, but you don't allocate any bandwidth for the team to solve them. You're so busy working on core product deliverable, on retiring scope, that you're not allowing any time for some of the hygiene or admin stuff that needs to take place. If I look at my daily agenda, I get to spend about two hours a day on the most meaningful content, both writing and production, that I really need to and love to work on. The rest of my day tends to be admin or just life. And that may seem like a really high overhead operation. But the truth is I'm highly productive. Why? Because the admin things never get a chance to pile up. Number two, I have a daily, religious, consistent practice of locking in pure focus time to generate high-value output every day. But I'm okay with leaving the space to spend time on the things that matter. Professional development, client relationship management, accounting, bookkeeping, solving technical blockers, reaching out to support teams. You have to make space for solving blockers because you're fooling yourself if you think that continuously running around blockers and not solving the hard problems is true productivity. It's not. Another problem is that you come up with solutions to blockers that are too vague or too complex to have any meaningful or measurable action at the day or week level. This is a huge one that I notice. Let's imagine we're not getting decisions fast enough. So you come up with a solution saying that we're going to improve the relationship and the frequency of communications with the executive team. If you put that up on the wall as a solution, how do you know where to start? How do you improve communications? That's big. It's also vague. Communications with whom? What kind of communications? What constitutes improved? Well, if you're not getting decisions fast enough, Try this solution instead. Rather than emailing and asking for a decision, I want to have a spot check decision meeting for 15 minutes, three times a week with person X. That's easy to do, easy to get agreement around. But more importantly, what if it doesn't solve your blocker? Well, the only way you'll know is by trying it and doing it. Maybe you're not getting fast decisions because that person isn't the decision person. They have to go ask 10 other people. Okay, we can fix that. Maybe 15 minutes is not enough to get all of your questions answered. Okay, we'll make the meeting 20 minutes or 30. Maybe three times a week is not frequent enough. Great, make it once a day. When you lead with, well, we're just going to improve communications, 
that means everything and nothing at all. But by being more specific in your solution approach, you open the door for real change to happen. And this leads me to my last one. Another reason why a blocker that is truly high priority doesn't get resolved is because you fail to take the bold action in your solutions. In order for a blocker to get cleared, someone has to take ownership of clearing it. And it's important when they take ownership that they tell you what they're going to do by what date or time. Just like a regular task in a team or scrum backlog, it has to be something that you can assess at the daily level. If you're not making bold, time-bound promises, if you're not committing to measurable experiments when you're solving your blockers, then your solutions are allowing for delays, excuses, or deprioritization. Something else that's more important, more attractive, more sexy will show up and take higher priority and get more of your attention. Listen, blockers that keep showing up, that go unresolved, are trying to tell you something. They're trying to tell you that you need more discipline and more focus in storming your blockers so that you can clear them and become truly productive. So if you make some of these changes and just start by having a look at what blockers are persistently showing up for you. And remember, not just in your scrum team, but in your own personal leadership development, in the team's interpersonal dynamic, your relationship with your customer, really almost any area of life. And once you spot those persistent blockers, look at how you solve them. Check to make sure your solution approach is disciplined, yet experimental, incremental, and measurable. And you'll start noticing some things will change. Blockers don't just hang there like they used to. They actually get cleared, and you actually see what the team's capable of doing. Folks, thank you for listening. If you'd like to reach out, you can find me at badassagile.com or on Twitter at badass underscore agile. Look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, stay badass. Badass.